to our world with your host Ned Boy and Doc. Ned, how about you, my friend? Everything's good today. Um, had a great weekend. How about you? I had a very good weekend. It's wacky weekend, but a very good weekend. You know, all, all the right. fighting, bickering, and uh, in the uh, entertainment and sports world. Did you? Well, let's start off with the big thing. Did you? Did you watch the Oscars last night? Um. I I caught the most important parts of the Oscars. I can't sit through a four hour show. Okay. Oh uh, no, I didn't. I didn't watch the Oscars at all. Oh, so I, you you missed the missed the blunder. No, no, no. I didn't watch the Oscars, but I did go to ABC, and they had the video of you would say the meat and potatoes of the show, oh, all yeah. the award uh, speeches. That speech, that La La Land, those guys was given out and had to be. You could see when the people came on stage, because I wish I would have seen that live. When the people came on stage, you see them starting to snatch Oscars from people. Yeah. <laughs> Some people had like a shock look on their face, like, I don't want to give this up, but I, yeah, I, I thought it was it was great for TV. And if anyone that sat around for four hours to watch the entire show, they had to love that part. And, and it you sucks would, for La La Land, but. You know what? For Moonlight, it gives it's already an a, a unforgettable night in your life, right? This gave yep. them an extra thing to put on top. So when they tell their grandchildren, they'd be like, you won't even believe this, but it's true. And I am, I am shocked about two things. Denzel didn't walk out with an Oscar. I didn't see, I didn't see that Manchester by the Sea thing. But I didn't I, see it either, but I believe, for me personally, I saw most of the other movies, but <clears throat> Denzel performance, in Fences, to me, was one of his best performances he's ever done. Yeah. This is this is the third time I'm going to say Denzel has put it on and walked away empty-handed. Right. They gave it to him for training day. Made no sense. Not Glory, not Malcolm X, not Fences, but you get one for training day. But I think he did get uh, Lee, I mean, best supporting actor for, for Glory. For Glory? Yes. Okay, okay. But Biko, he didn't get anything. Malcolm X, he didn't get anything. Yeah, he training did, he day. Training day, and, and matter of fact, training day, let's not forget, was the same year that Holly got it for letting Billy Bob Bona. A shit movie. Yeah, that movie. That movie was horrible. I told people, you could just come for that boning scene, and that's it. That was that was, you know what? That movie was so bad, I don't even remember the damn name of that Halle Berry movie. Uh, damn, it just, it's on the tip of my tongue. I, I, I can't remember. The, uh, Monster's Ball. Yeah, and let's not forget Diddy's in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he Diddy's in that movie. But what, so, what I would say about uh, Casey Affleck, I don't understand. This is the problem I have, I guess, with society and the movie business. Casey Affleck had Similar harassment charges, sexually harassment charges filed against him from two people. Nate Parker, on the other hand, had a charge that he beat in court and was found not guilty 
but everyone hated it against him. But Casey Affleck gets all this love. And Oscar. Nate Parker wasn't even mentioned. His movie, uh, Birth of a Nation, should have been an Academy Award uh, nominated picture. The second that allegation of and the, the information that he had to go on trial for it and the fact that he didn't seem unapologetic, he was done. He was done. Nate Parker might have to, he might actually have to get on a TV show just to revive his career right now. He's like non Should I be apologetic if I, if I feel like I'm innocent and I was found innocent? No, but you know what? It's, it's a funny world we live in. And in the world we live in, this, he, he lives in a business. He knows politics better than most. Think about it. To get that movie funded, he had to do a lot of politicking because I believe he, he basically did the sales job to other actors for them to donate the money to make that movie. Yes. So he knows the politics of that world. Now, if he felt that he had a solid enough ground to stand on to not apologize, but they all seem to come around in that business. All of I don't give a damn who they think they are. That kind of money and prestige, they don't get anywhere else. Think about it. You get more love in that business than you do if you was a brain surgeon saving thousands of lives. So uh, they yeah, all I seem agree. to come around at some point in time and say, you know what? We got to bow down to the beast. And, and they all do like it. In, in 1999, he's being held accountable for something for he was found innocent for. Casey Affleck settled out of court. And that's fine. I guess it's the Affleck last name. Well, see, it's not just that. Look around that. If you take 10 minutes to look around, like get a big picture of the, who's sitting in the audience and the Oscars, you got accused pedophiles. You got accused rapists. You got all kinds of scourge of the earth sitting in that crowd. But they know how to play the game. Yeah. I mean, I never, people always talk about Woody Allen, and I was like, he never makes a statement about anything. But he's always supported. Well, two or three years ago, Roman Polanski, who's wanted for a rape, but has not been in America in like, I think, 30, 40 years, they wanted to give him a major, like, Lifetime Achievement Award. This guy is a felon in the United States of America on the run. The second yeah, he enters it, America, he's arrested. I guess it depends on your color. Mm. Well, you know how that goes. Color has a lot to do with politics. And, and that's why I guess I was so blown away when I woke up this morning and I seen, and a lot of people are really hating on this thing. When I seen Moonlight won Best Picture and a couple of other awards. Now, yeah, they also got the best supporting actor too. So, I I I love the movie. I love the movie more for the fact that it was a story that I never seen, and and to give big clips to little kids in a role, you know where they had to carry the scenes themselves. Yeah. But but you know the issue that comes up the most is it's a movie about homosexuals. So yeah, no, people we this morning movie. are going crazy on it. Yeah, I think they're the first LBGTQ-type movie that's ever won an Oscar. I mean, but, I, they, but I try to explain to people, because I have some friends saying that, oh, they didn't like the movie because they couldn't relate to it. But my thing is, all right, you don't have to relate to every movie that you're that you're watching, but this is some kid's life. Like, people grow up this way. So, I don't know, should those stories not be told? No, all stories should be told. 
And and you know what? I don't know how the LBGT community could actually look at that because there have been so many movies that have been acclaimed. Like let's think about Philadelphia. It was about gay people. Bottom line, Tom Hanks and his lover were gay characters. That's what that movie is about. Tom Hanks won an Oscar playing a guy dying of AIDS. Two years ago, what's the guy who just played the Joker? Um, oh, Heath Ledger. No, not Heath Ledger. The, the Joker in... Uh, oh, Jared Leto. Jared, Jared Leto. Leto just won the Oscar for playing a gay guy dying of AIDS, transgender in uh, the Billionaire Bias Club. So they can't, yeah, is, they can't say thought, that this is the first LBG. No, I think they were talking for Best Picture. Okay. I don't know if, I don't know if uh, the others won Best Picture. Well, that movie, think about it. That movie won Best Supporting Actor, Best Actor, and Best Picture. So, I, I mean, they, they don't really have a leg to stand on that one. On that. And I think they got Best Screenplay, too. So. Yeah, I mean... That's, think about it. Matthew McConaughey now has an Oscar, and it was because of that movie. Yeah. And I'm sure there's others down the pike that I can't just think about right now. I mean, the, the I think fact, people get upset because they like, oh, black films don't get nominated. So they created a gay black film, and now it's getting all these, all these awards. But, but were you shocked that that won the best picture? No, I thought it was a good movie. But see, I thought that La La Land, which is a movie that I have zero interest. I have I, I have no interest in La La Land. Personally, I might be from Mars or the moon or something, but I've only seen one musical in my entire life. One. And that means I've never seen... No, I've never seen The Wiz. I've never seen Willy Wonka. I've never seen that English lady uh, with all those kids. I've never uh, seen... No. What was the name of that movie? Oh, Mary Poppins. I don't know. Um, oh, Mary Poppins. Yeah, yeah. I never. I never that. seen The Wiz, The Oz. I've never seen any movies like that. Musicals have always turned me off since I was a little kid. If people run and dance in the street and sing for no reason, I am out of there. What was the one that you saw? The one that I seen, and I seen it ten years after it came out. Basically, was Rent. And I watched oh, Rent, Rent, Rent because a good movie. I enjoyed that. I watched Rent because I was intrigued by how it had so much hubbub. Okay. And you know what? I did enjoy it, but that will not make me go back and see The Wizard of Oz. That will not make me go see The Wiz. I just don't like. That's why I wouldn't get into La La Land. As soon as like, say me and you, I'm just gonna take me and you are characters, and I meet you somewhere. We at a bar, and. While we're having a drink, I sing the bartender a song about ordering a drink. Come on, man. I just don't have that imagination. <laughs> I and did then we break Chicago, into the, <clears throat> the whole bar does a tap dance with me and sing. I mean, what the fuck? Are we on LSD? <laughs> I did enjoy Chicago. I, I thought that see, and it made me I, go see the play afterwards. I wouldn't see Chicago. And you know what? I had Chicago on DVD. And I just, and I never opened it because it's just. Now, I, I can watch a movie with a character singing dance because maybe they work in a nightclub. I mean, one of my favorite movies is uh, The Cotton Club. Okay, yeah, yeah. Tons of singing, tons of dancing. Uh, I love it. But it fit the story. Every time that Gregory Hines danced, 
he was in a club setting. He wasn't just walking up the streets of Harlem with gangsters, you know, breaking into a tap dance to explain what's going on in his life. No. <laughs> you know. So then after, you know, we got the Oscars and I, I didn't even, like I said, I didn't watch it. But ABC, I thank you for your uh, videos that you allow people to go online and just watch anybody's uh, speech. I didn't have to watch those boring songs. I didn't have to watch. Uh, but the yeah. Justin Timberlake song in the um, Lin Manuel Miranda songs are actually good. I, I actually appreciated those songs. You know what? But you you probably want to see Moana because I don't think you're gonna. Would you watch an animated movie? No. Well, I can't watch an animated movie. I'm an adult with no children, and I just don't think something about that to me <laughs> is wrong. Now, let me tell you, I got a story about that. Wreck-It Ralph, which is like one of my favorite movies. I went to the theater by myself to see Wreck-It Ralph. I made the mistake and went to go see it on opening weekend. Now, I always skip the previews, so I know to come 20 minutes after the movie starts. So I already got my ticket. I walk in. There's no seats in the movie theater, but if there's one lone seat all the way in the back of the theater, I'm like, oh, my God, I look like a goddamn pedophile or something. <laughs> I've got my jacket on. I'm sitting in this single seat, last row of the movie theater. I was like, all right, next time I go see an animated film, I'm going to have to go the, next, the following week. Now, have I been – I have wanted to see a bunch of them. But I can get like I want to see Sing. Sing looks like fun. Now I wouldn't. I you know I'm too much of a man to see some Frozen, but Sing looked interesting. That one Up looked very interesting. I I took my goddaughter to see Up. Up was a Up was depressing. How do you tell? Look, how do you explain to a six year old that the mom? I think the mom had infertility. The grandmother, his wife, had infertility issues, and then she died. How do you explain that to a six-year-old? But you know what? Didn't they do that with? I mean, I I I could be wrong. You might have to correct me. Isn't Bambi? Didn't Bambi's mother get killed in the beginning of Bambi? Yeah, every Disney movie, either the parents is going to die or something tragic is going to happen to the caregiver. Okay, so when you when you have a situation like that, you you kind of set up because Disney makes you do it. Now, okay, that is one cartoon I did see. A hundred years ago, I did see The Lion King. But I would, I would beg to say that I seen the Lion King in the comfort of my home on DVD. But the Lion King was a great story. Yeah, I actually, I actually did see the Lion King. So I can't say I haven't seen any cartoons, but there have been since then others that I have been kind of interested in, and I just can't pull the trigger. Even Home Alone, I cannot pull the trigger to watch, uh, sing. Now, I'm a big fan of what I would call adult cartoons. Give me South Park. Give me uh, Family Guy. And I found one last year. If you haven't seen it, get the DVD or watch it on demand. Legends of Chamberlain Heights. Oh, check it out. I've never even heard of it. Leg- and and I- I'll give you a premise. It's a white guy who thinks he's black. A black guy who's a doofus, and then a fat guy who has an ugly fat girlfriend, and then one of the guys have a brother who's an ex 
all-star basketball player who's just a pothead now. And and the white guy, they call him Milk. He really thinks he's black, and he keeps trying to say the N-word. And every time he gets the in out, he gets smacked. <laughs> but he tries it all the time, and he thinks all the women love him. He's a wigger. I mean, to the 15th degree. I, I seen it by mistake. I was turning by, and I said, what the hell is this? Like, have you ever seen Eric, and- Eric Andre? No. Okay, next time that you come home tasty, you've been at a bar and you had a couple of drinks or whatever, you come home, find Eric Andre, it's on uh, Adult Soup, oh. Adult Swim. He does the wackiest, stupidest shit. I mean, like, he's nude all the time. Like, he had uh, Chris Jericho in there, and Chris Jericho and him talking, and the next thing you know, he's butt-ass naked talking to Chris Jericho. <laughs> it's it's is, is it a, animated or no? It's a it's a oh. dude. He was the dude who played the boyfriend on uh, Two Broke Girls. Oh yeah, okay, okay. The one who the one living the rich dude that was living in a dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> now imagine him with his own show. Him and Hannibal Barris. He does a show like say like he's uh he's uh Jimmy Fallon, and Hannibal Barris is his sidekick. Oh, and right. so they they have guests come in. But they guess what the shit that they do to these people doesn't even make sense. And and 95% of the time, he ends up naked for no reason. <laughs> like, so like, like that girl, Lena Dunham. Yeah, he just ends up naked, man. Uh, like, you, you know, before I get on to something else, uh, the gen- this generation is really pissing me off, man. This young people, man, they, they, they put all these non-talents and they boost them up to these levels of superstardom because I'm still trying to understand cash me outside. Uh. <laughs> what the first time you hear it's kind of funny. The first time you see the YouTube video where somebody does a remix, but it's the same thing over and over and over. Why is she still famous three weeks later? I have no idea. I know what well, she did. <clears throat> I know on her way to go to Dr. Phil's show, she got into a fight on the airplane with her mom. You know, people, they boost up these people. She said one line on Dr. Phil, and it's like millions of followers. And it doesn't even make sense. Catch me outside, fine. I understand that. Catch me outside, we're going to throw down. But what's cash me outside? I mean, do I get to pay for you outside? Oh, or? You, you saw the, did you see the Dr. Phil interview? When I sit through that, oh, it seems uh, like she's a, a illiterate thirteen-year-old hillbilly. What happened was her accent is so thick it came out as "Cash Me Outside." How about that? Oh yeah, I forgot. You know what? I forgot the most important part. How about that? Because <laughs> so "Cash Me Outside" ain't like, shit. Well, what do you say? It's when you go. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> I think it's, her accent was so thick that's what made it kind of funny. You know, you so. You got one person who's not very talented. You got the Kardashians who I don't, I, they have no particular talent other than maybe they're appealing to men, but they don't sing, they don't dance, they don't act. Well, and now one gets exposed. I, I, a lot of people say it, but well, one, the younger Kardashian, she's a, she's a supermodel now, but the other ones, the ones that started the chain, I guess it's a talent they have because you have millions of these people following you, these young girls and teens. But they follow up for just because they follow. You know, we have uh, celebrity sycophants these days. 
I mean, like one just got exposed this week. And I don't, you know what? When I think about this, I didn't listen to this sheet two times now. Nikki can't come back from this. She 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 has to. Uh, I don't know if you remember. I always tell people they was like, um, how can she respond? So she has to go into the method. A few years ago, she did a song with Jay Z and Kanye West, and she may have came off with the best verse. So like, she has to go in that mindset to counter this uh, to counter this song because you you cannot say nothing. A woman called your brother a pedophile. I mean. It's a fact, well, but true. You know what I love what Remy did? At one point Remy was rapping. And then she just kinda said to everybody, I'm from here on out, I'm only stating facts. Yeah. <laughs> and when she said that, she really dug a, listen, the only way Nikki can really do anything to Remy, Nikki's gotta actually pay the streets to find out anything dirt because this is like all gloves is off. I mean, it seemed like she even said that she might have untreated gonorrhea. Oh, no, she was talking about, on that part, she was talking about Foxy Brown. Okay. See, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, she because she, she followed up with uh, the hearing impaired and, you know, Foxy Brown lost her hearing. Oh, right, right, right. I don't she know if she, she ever got it back, take, but... She wanted to take it. She usually takes it easy on those types. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean... She opened up on this woman. She she basically said you're getting robbed left and right. Yeah, she said your money go through five people's hands before. And that's why, because Nikki can't respond back saying, well, I, I, I'm selling more records than you. But she, she basically already said, she basically said, listen, you might sell more records, but I'll make, money, I'll make more money off one album being sold. It takes you 10 albums to compare to my one. Then she can't even get on uh, about being on Love and Hip Hop because she said the girl on Love and Hip Hop just killed you. Yeah, she basically used the strategy Eminem used in Eight Mile. Never now, seen it. Oh, uh, at the last battle, Eminem uses everything that the other guy was gonna say about him in his own rap. So it gives so you guy, no ammunition. Yeah, so when it was the guy turned, he had nothing to say. Oh yeah, yeah, you get no bullets in your gun because I used but, your bullets on me. Remy was in jail, so if Nikki could find a cellmate for the past seven years that's willing to spill some beans, you throw up some money, put some money in their commissary, you never know what you get. Yeah, Meek ain't shit. He said her ass exploded, so... Yeah, that's another thing. I don't understand how these grown men... You was loving this girl. You was... All right, I don't know. uh, When they first got together, it was rumored that he used to hang out with her ex-boyfriend. And he seen that her ex-boyfriend was cheating, and he told Nikki that so they could break up, so they could be together. And then after you break up with Nikki, you tell, if it's true, you told Remy Ma, who's supposed to be her enemy, you gave her a list of inf- information on her? That's kind of that's kind of girly. You know what? Loyalty is shit these days. He owed her better than that. I mean, yeah, just uh, a couple of weeks ago, I guess two two months ago, he had a feet in his mouth on Instagram, and now he's ratting out, ratting on her. I don't know how you go from sucking her toes in front of millions to ratting on her. I mean, now, one thing I will say, I, I do appreciate more than even the song. I appreciate that picture that Remy set out there because... Oh, yeah, that, that picture was awesome. That cover art was awesome. Uh, 
uh, who the hell is the real Nikki? I mean, goddamn girl, you bleached your skin, you changed your nose, the titties. I mean, basically, that girl is like she's like Doctor Frankenstein fucking monster. <laughs> because that girl in that picture, nobody's nobody gives a would give a rat's ass about her. I mean, she's a she looks like a horribly skinny little Indian girl, you know, with bad skin color. Now she's yeah. you know, oh damn man. I, I say it before, I say it again, I say it the rest of my life. Makeup and plastic surgery is the real fucking devil, man. Yeah, makeup will get you in trouble. I mean, no, the real devil. too, if you look at Little Kim, so. I mean, you know, for me, I don't know, I don't have like a, a Mount Rushmore of disc records, but I, I'm not ready to say that it goes there. It's still going to be Ether and um, Pac uh, obliterating uh, Biggie you know, who I love, but Biggie never came back at that. See, that's why I said sometimes, I don't know if it's because of the time of his death, but Biggie never came back at, at that song. No, I think he used the Puff model. Like, Puff doesn't respond when people, like, really diss him. And I guess Rick Ross did the same thing when 50 Cent was going at him. And I kind of think that killed Ja Rule's career because he had a singing, he, was, <laughs> he had a singing rap was going down. He was popping, number one artist. The 56 kept putting out these songs back to back, and then Jaru was like, "Oh shit, I have to say something." Then he made that song clap back. So it's like you can't go from this singing rapper to the now switch it on to be this thug guy. So then I think his crowd started to diminish his fan base. Well, I thank you for reminding me because now he goes on my Mount Rushmore. The game, when the game came back at 50 and G Unit. With that fourteen-minute-long just killer oh, track back in, like, oh man, I think you turned me on to that, didn't you? It was like a hundred bars or yes, a hundred bars and running or something like that. He and and the fact that he had no hook, it was just nonstop with no hook. I found that amazing. So that's in that's in my top. I don't know. I, I guess a lot of people do. Do you have like a top five disc record uh, collection? You, you gotta add no Vaseline. That was just straight disrespectful. Who's no Vaseline? Ice, Ice Cube when he was this NWA. Oh, okay, okay. He's telling these grown men they're getting raped in their ass with no Vaseline. That 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 has to be one of one of my top. Other than like hit him up, but some songs could be like like the the Sheeta was is straight disrespectful. Some things Nas said in Ether was disrespectful. It, what Tupac said, how he started off, hit him up, was disrespectful. Listen, my favorite part is not any of the beginning of hit him up. It's that last, when he starts talking at the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you go talking, like a two-minute rant. Yeah, that is, that, is beauty, that is just pure beauty. You know... You ain't shit, they ain't shit, your mama ain't sh- You know, uh, that's beautiful. Because you, can, had, see, um, you can see the venom. Yeah, you can tell he was angry. Yeah. He was angry. But it's so weird. Angie Martinez has a Tupac interview. She said that they filmed in L.A. right after he got shot the first time. And she said that she never released it because he had, it was so much anger. And then she didn't, at that time, she was new to the radio. She didn't really know how to maneuver through the interview so Pac really controlled the interview. I would like to hear what 
on that interview because that was a go down like in hip hop history. I mean, it's like twenty years later now. It's put it you, out. You know what it was? There's some truths in there that they don't want revealed. This one thing about Pac, I guess that's why I really enjoyed him the most out of any hip hop artist. And and last weekend, I think I talked about this earlier. Last weekend, MTV Classics did a real solid to the people. Ninety hours of the nineteen nineties hip hop. So I got to hear a lot of that stuff and I didn't even I might have gave the eighties too much credit, but the nineties was actually the golden age of hip hop. Yeah, the nineties is nineties is awesome. Think about it. The, you had the South, the the uh West Coast, the East Coast, East Coast had Easily a hundred different guys come out of the East Coast. Yep. You know, God, group home hot this minute. You don't hear from group home again, and then somebody else is hot the next minute. So, you know, it was, and, and I hadn't even thought of people like group home in years. You know, yeah, Buckshot Shorty. They had a lot of people, different camps, camps going at different camps. So I think that was the, gold, the golden age. But I think when someone disses you, uh, you get maybe I uh, give you a week. You got a week to respond. Yeah, it's got to be. It's it's got to. You know, it's not like the. Uh, it's it's a little different. If right now it's such big business, you got so much to lose. I was thinking about that when I was thinking about um, uh, Shaq and uh, McGee. And McGee, yeah. Right. See, say twenty years ago, guys, you know. 150,000 is 150,000 today, yesterday, and tomorrow. But yeah. these guys don't lose 150,000 anymore. Some of them could laugh at losing 150,000. So it don't it don't affect them that, the same way it did back then. So every dollar counted back then. So these guys, I mean, it was it was war. You know, think about it. I I, I had a a roommate of mine. He works at Def Jam. And I'm going to tell you now, Def Jam gives you some good stories. I've seen rappers, and I'm talking about people that you would see on MTV, standing in the street on Broadway, waiting for a paycheck. You got my check? And I'm not bullshit, man. If I'm lying, I hope I get struck by lightning. Father MC, standing on the street, waiting for somebody to bring him down a check. This fucking guy I'm seeing on the video. Yeah, Three they, times a week, they, I'm seeing him on the video. He's a play on the video, and they they calling him from the window like, "You're gonna wait, motherfucker. We bring it down when we're ready." Yeah, you get they Solomon was getting hauled out, and so you you sitting at home, the kids sitting at home saying they think that there's always been a myth that everybody that you see on TV when you're home, there was a time when you might have you might have believed it just like I did. You think everybody on TV was rich? Yep. It's a lot of poor people on TV. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 when TLC said that they didn't have any money after selling all those records, they come to find out they was getting like 11 cents an album, and then they had to share it with, amongst three of them. It's like these record companies was raping these artists back well, back in the day and hell, so, to the point where they signing now crazy deals. So. Hey, well, think about it. Ask Wayne up. about it. He'll tell you they're still ripping you off. Oh, that's yeah, supposed to be his, his, his pops. Yeah, his, his own dad. He got to go to court with his dad. Well, a guy who he, he considers his dad, they kissing the mouth, so. 
Yeah, man. You know, money First makes people. Two grown men, if you're not if you're not in a relationship, shouldn't be kissing each other in the mouth. Ah, uh, well, you know what? I'm not understanding. I'm not understanding him. I'm not understanding that Trey Song's character. I'm not understanding. I seen Puffy do it entirely too many times too. Entirely <laughs> too many times. Fifty cents. Some great stories about uh, Puffy. So, well, I got to uh, investigate that. Good. Could be questionable in some scenes. Some well, well, I don't know if you like me. I now I didn't watch it for last night, but I love it on the Grammys. Every day after like a major award show, I go to YouTube, right? Yes. And there's these lunatics. I'm gonna call them lunatics, but they are entertaining because everything is Illuminati today. Everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> everything. Actually, nobody has talent. Nobody gets a break anymore in life. It's only because the Illuminati, Satan, Satan worship. Now, some people I will say, before I lose my chain of thought, I love that shit because I'll go to YouTube, say, the day after the Grammys, and they'll break down clip for clip everything that's satanic that you've seen the night before. Now, people, I'm not saying I watch it because I believe it. I said I watch it because the shit is entertaining as a motherfucker. You know, if somebody drops a piece of paper on the floor in a certain scene, see right there, that's the devil. I mean, <laughs> come on, man. Give me a break. But yeah, I do think that some of these people play into that shit a little bit too much. And that's the Queen Bee and my boy from bed Jay, they play into it entirely too much. I think they have the, they have the status with it. They just don't care. People, you could come out today and be like, Say anything you want about Jay Z and Beyonce, they ain't gonna give you a response. They ain't gonna mention you in no news clips. But they just don't care. Yeah, well, think about it. The Grammys, everybody kissed her ass royally. Yeah, because Adele up there basically crying. I can't even accept this award because Beyonce's here. I'm like, this is the stupidest shit I ever heard. Donna Ross you know, took a, many awards and be like, "Fuck fat ass Aretha, give me that award." if he knows he got robbed. You know? It's, it's, it's crazy what these people would do. But I, you, you gotta, you, if you haven't checked one of those out, man, you got five minutes of your life to waste, check one of those stupid-ass videos out, man. They are funny as hell. Because this, these, these guys go off. But, you know, you, you cannot deny, though, if you watch it, that they do play into it. They'll wear these inappropriate T-shirts, there's always the try. Everything is triangles inside of triangles inside of triangles. Uh, owls and you know the occult does exist. I'm not saying that. I just don't say that it's that powerful. Oh yeah, I agree. You know, nobody's knocked on my door and offered me any contracts, and I'm not taking any, by the way. But nobody has. <laughs> you know. It's 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 just a it's a funny strange thing, man. I look at it. One thing I will say that he's doing very good, and I can't wait. It should be on today's uh, whatever. Today's is still February, but March first is coming up. That Khalif Browder documentary, I can't wait to see that. Yeah, I have to check. I have to check that out. Even though I I learned about him from um, the Thirteen documentary, I didn't. I wasn't familiar with the story, even though it happened in New York. Yeah, I, I'd actually seen. I had actually seen his story once again, good old YouTube, 
they had the uh that prison when he was getting beat up at Rackers. Yeah. And the gangbangers actually kicked through the other door where he's supposed to be getting protected by the COs. They lock him into a separate section and they still get to him because they kicked through that door. But you know, since it's a six hour program, they're gonna break down things about his life that I guess I just don't know. And I'm hoping this documentary is as good as that documentary on OJ, because if you haven't seen that one, I give that, if I had three thumbs, I'll give it three thumbs. The one that won the Oscar last night? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the OJ uh, made it. Made America. in America. That, that was that outstanding. Was if yeah. I'm not mistaken, this Khalid's brother movie is produced by Jay-Z. Yes, yes. This, that's what I was saying. That's one thing I will give Jay-Z. He did a real good he did a real good thing here, getting this story out there because you know what? This kid couldn't be saved. But there are thousands of browders who who were locked up. You get in the system, and then the biggest crime that you can commit in this country, even over murder or rape, is being poor. Yep. You, did you ever see the show Underground? I think yeah. it's produced by Don, John Legend. What does that entail? Oh, it's about it's about these group of slaves that escaped um, utilizing the Underground Railroad back then. It's a great show. I would say give it season one already happened. Season two is coming back on March fifteenth. So just check out a couple episodes of season one. Would it be That's Harriet Tubman show. in it? No, 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 no. I think these are all fictional um, characters. Okay, I will check that out. But you know, like I was saying, these being poor in this country, or actually being poor in the world. It's like almost a crime. I mean, think about it. The guy who gets bail, and I've been on this end because I've had these conversations with people asking me to help them with bail. They're like, yeah. listen, it's easier for me to beat a case from the street than me from inside. Because if I'm inside, they might have me going to court in jumpsuits. I go to yeah. court in a suit and tie from outside. I look like Joe Blow. People might give me a chance. But when you show up in front of the judge and you already wearing something that says DOC on the back, they already think you you're convicted when you walk in the courtroom. Yeah, everything goes by money. Yeah, yeah, and without that bail, man, without the bail to get out to at least be on the street to be able to deal. Say you're in jail, you can't meet freely with a lawyer anytime you want. That shit's only that only happens on how to get away with murder. <laughs> you know, not in real life. In real life, you can't meet with your lawyer five times a week you know, on some petty shit. They don't have time for you. They got yeah, 50 the, other cases. I think the perfect example would be that kid a couple of years ago. Uh, eat, I think it was Ethan Couch. He was drunk driving and killed four people. Mm-hmm. And he, he, got, he got probation. But you, you get these, uh, you, if, if you don't have the money and the time, you know, you got the money and the time. Now you can go up to the lawyer's office. Y'all can discuss what you're going to do. He can even tell you how you should look and dress because, you know, you was talking about uh, you, you didn't mind Timberlake's song too much at the Oscars. Yeah. See, I, I, I'm confused about Justin. I like Justin, and I've liked Justin for periods of time. But I don't like I'm kind of black Justin, and then I'm Wally White Justin. And see, that song to me is just like Wally White Justin. Oh, that's because it came. It was a. It was a. It came from an animated movie. Okay, and you know what? I'm not with that. 
Because, God damn, man, you can't go from Tom Ford, suit and tie, and, and then the next song is like, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I'm white bread and toast. I'm all American. <laughs> I don't want to hear that bullshit. So, you know, Justin kind of throw he throws me off uh, a lot because he's like a chameleon. One day, like I said, he's cool-ass Justin. Because actually, think about it. Jay-Z gave Justin a hell of a pass. He had like a ghetto pass. And then it's like, all of a sudden, it's like, nah, 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 I'm married, man. I don't need that shit anymore. It's like what Justin Bieber's doing. Remember Justin had all his L.A. homies? Yeah, then he turned around. Well, he supposedly turned his life around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know how that goes, man. You could, That's the great thing about being a white guy. I don't give a damn how wigged out you are. When you put on that suit and tie and you go to court and you throw on the glasses, you got to throw on the glasses. Get yourself a haircut, and you sit there like one of their sons, and they will give your ass a play. Eminem even did it. Eminem even pulled that card. Oh, yeah, when he had, when he had to go to court? Oh, yeah, yeah. The suit, throwing the glasses. He don't wear glasses. And you sit there, and you're good. You know, you give him that, remember when your son was 14, look? You know? <laughs> <laughs> remember when your son was 14, look? Sometimes Man. they take, well, I don't know, maybe it's because it's, uh, like I said, skin color again, but I know uh, Master P's brother, C. Murder, in his trial, they used his name like, oh, look, his name is C. Murder, so that was part of that was part of his persona, so he had to do this crime. Yeah, I don't even know why he was involved with stuff like that. Yeah, the way he's that... sitting in life in prison, and they're still trying to fight it. That No Cash Limit crew was rolling at one point. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. they were really wasn't Master P like worth hundreds of millions of dollars? Yeah, the um No Limit was the they sold hundreds of millions of albums. Yeah, Master were, P was rolling, but he stopped doing he stopped doing music. He says he's having his investments elsewhere. Well, I know one thing he needs to stop doing too is playing basketball. I can't believe this guy used to be such a damn good basketball player and he's horrendous now. Oh, yeah. Uh, he he kind of fat and, and out of shape the other day when I seen him. And the Hornets. So what do you think about this Shaq and JaVale McGee thing? Anytime, first of all, you don't need your mom to step in and say, hey, you're cyberbullying bullying my son. I think that's a little weird. But, I mean, McGee's been featured on a few of Shaq's, um, Shaq and the Fool. So I kind of agreed with Kevin Durant. He was like, dude, you have flaws in your game as well. You were just bigger and stronger than everybody else. But then uh, I think JaVel McGee tweeted at Shaq and told him to eat a dick. So <laughs> those, those are kind of fire words. <laughs> Once you invite somebody uh, to the male uh, body parts. Yeah. You know what? I actually am not liking Shaq in this one. And the reason I don't like Shaq in this because he's not keeping it real. If you're going to do Shaq and a fool, it's got to be current. I don't want to see JaVel McGee in fucking Denver, Nuggets, and Washington Wizard uniforms. He does not play for them. I mean, that means you're targeting him. Now, if you're going to be a man, you're seven foot tall, 325 pounds, be a dude. Don't say I'm not targeting you. If you are targeting somebody, just say, fuck it. You know what? I think this kid is a comical motherfucker since day one, and I'm going to keep playing this shit as long as I want. Then I can respect it. But to say, no, I'm not. 
and didn't lie about he gets a call from upstairs saying his mother to stop it. That call came from TBN, TNT. It came from TNT because he made uh, he made the Warriors unhappy, and right now the war everybody's kissing the Warriors' ass. You know what I mean? Yeah, is I mean I don't. I mean Shaq just started. He he started the Charles Barkley thing when he's like, oh when I uh, when I see you I'm gonna slap the shit out of you. See now that's the line that your grown ass man worth probably hundreds of millions of dollars, if not a couple of millions of dollars. So you saying you're gonna go out and slap another basketball player who's probably worth tens of millions of dollars? Like, and, yeah, yeah, your mindset got a. And just a couple of weeks ago, you was preaching on how you were a sheriff. Yeah, and on top of it, you got your doctorate. This shit's supposed to be so beneath you. You know what? Well, we got a kid here. It's just, it brings me back to that George Lopez. When you get to a certain point in your life where you think you're that guy, you're supposed to have better comebacks than I'll slap the shit out of you or bitch get the fuck out of my crowd. You just yeah. got to have better comebacks. Your shit's got to be a, a little deeper and a little bit more original. If you think you're and talking it, to an idiot, you should be able to break him down. I read the tweet. TV, uh, JaVale McGee was like, oh, you're threatening people now? Kick rocks, you old bastard. You ain't going to yeah. do shit. And that's I, on my mama. Stick to cooning. You know, I was talking to my wife about it, and I, it, it, one of the problems I have, too, is I don't like to see black men spin too much time in their lives ripping down other black men. Exactly. The world it's crazy. See, that would be like a, a black guy coming out right now, and and they could they could find him if they look hard enough, and they find a black guy that will rip Jordan Peele over to get out. You understand? Oh, yeah. He exists. I don't. All they got to do is find him. Let this movie be number one or number two for two or three weeks in a row, and they will find that black guy who will no doubt rip this movie from beginning to end for them. Yeah, they always have it. You found it when they had the police and the Black Lives Matter, and they found the black sheriff who seemed like he would just say anything against black people. Oh, that guy's that sheriff with that, first of all, his, he, he needs to go to a barber because his goatee is the worst fucking goatee ever. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's, he's a black guy with a white dude's goatee. I mean, there's no style to it whatsoever. Not to say that white guys don't have style and they go to, but this is definitely a black guy going to a white barber, and we know that shit does not work. <laughs> you do not go to other cultures' barber. A black guy cannot have an old Asian barber. I'm not saying a young, cool, hip Asian barber, but I'm saying, you know, like the dude that you see in a kung fu flick, he can't be a barber. <laughs> He can't. Yeah, that's true. I'm not going to. Uh, He's gonna yeah. fuck you up something desperately. You know, Floyd. No, no, I'm, not, make... I'm, I'm not even going to a barber if you old and black because I did that and I had patches all over my head. If you have to wear bifocals to cut here, I'm not going. I'm not going to you. Yeah, you can't have Floyd from Mayberry be your barber if you like from 125th Street. You're gonna get Zeke constantly. Yeah, I don't, I don't want those problems. Yeah, or he's going to give you a haircut that's just so fucked up. You know, it might be real finely done, but it ain't going to be for you. So, you know, did you see the Get Out? I yeah, mean, I Get Out. Weekend. I, thought it, I thought it was an awesome movie. I think it's the only movie that ever got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, which means they got no negative reviews. 
I thought it was really well done, and I went in with low expectations, to tell the truth, because it's, it's hard when you have a horror genre to be impressed with a movie. And it also, I felt like it also dealt with, it had, like, black undertones, like, messages for the black community in it, or, like, dealing with race and society. So that, that that was, I thought it was really well, really um, well done. It seemed like everybody in the theater that was in the theater enjoyed it, too, so. But it is horror. Um, it's in a horror genre, but it ain't like a a Freddy Krueger or oh, no, no. slasher I film. I'm not thinking slasher, but you know you could have horror and don't actually have uh, any. Uh, you don't need Jason or or Freddy to be a horror. Yeah, like yeah. I consider like the Purge a horror, but um. It was, it was a really smart film in the way he did it. For this to be his first film, I can see he's going to be around for a while. Yeah, well, you know what? I've seen their other films. Keanu. And I have to say, I'm ashamed that I've seen Keanu. Yeah, yeah. I turned that first five minutes. I turned that off. I was like, no. I actually you. made it to the very end oh. of Keanu. Because Maybe I because enjoyed... it was both of them? Yeah, I enjoyed their TV show. All right. Uh, yeah, maybe he works better by himself when it comes to writing the movie. Okay, I I actually enjoyed their TV show. Uh, I think it's sort of the difference when Eddie Murphy writes a movie opposed to when he writes a movie with Charlie Murphy. Which one did he write with Charlie? I think he did uh, uh, the one with Charlie. I think he did The Vampire in Brooklyn. Okay, bad. Okay. Bad. Now coming to America, I don't know who the hell gets credit for that, but now real good. Credit for coming to America. That was, that was a classic. I, I actually was home watching Norbert the other day, and I, I still found myself cracking up at some scenes. You know, I know some people hated that movie. Norbert, he's the geek, or is that the fat guy? He was the geek, and he also played his wife, the fat wife. Okay, I seen uh, what was a, I guess Eddie Murphy was on TV a lot because I did see a clip of uh, the whole fat family. Oh no no no, with the Nutty Professor. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I seen a clip of that. Was Jada Pinkett in that with him? Yep. Was okay, part, so that's what. Yeah, part one Jada, part two Janet Jackson. Okay, I seen that. that oh yeah, like, he wrote he wrote Coming to America. Oh wow. Okay, see, well that's. That's what you call good work. But I'm going to tell you, my favorite Eddie movie is fucking Boomerang. Oh, yeah, Boomerang was awesome. Boomerang was awesome. I just think that Boomerang had so many good things going on in it. You know, so many good things. Uh, And forget Witherspoon with his coordinate shit, because people still saying that, what, 20 years later? Uh, Grace? Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's one Grace thing about John Witherspoon, he's always going to have a tagline attached to him. Oh, yeah. Didn't he have one in Fridays? Yeah. Uh, bang, bang, bang. Um, and, the, and one when he was in the bathroom. Damn, that's a classic scene. I'm going to lose my black card for not remembering it. Well, uh, yeah, he's always he's in the bathroom dumping. Oh, when he came out, he was like, don't nobody go in there for the next 35, 45 minutes. Uh, my favorite is I got the stupidest line from that movie. It's my favorite line. Bernie Mac, twin twenty and twenty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the preacher who just wants yeah, to yeah. leave. So, and to me, that 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 I don't know. Oh Lord, but then no, 
Matter of fact, I gotta see Fridays again. Didn't uh, what's this idiot's name? Tur- Tucker. Didn't Tucker's yeah. character not be able to get to the bathroom? He had this shit in the uh, yard. He had the shit behind his house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that it that is. creepy little guy uh, said, "I'll be quiet," and then started yeah. broadcasting it. Back here taking the shit. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, matter of fact, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about this before we wrap this thing up. I miss the old days and. It's a hard thing for a black person to ever say they miss the old days. But I'm not talking about a long time ago. I miss the old days before every 10 minutes on TV, every other commercials about people taking shits. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah. Like, (laughs) there's this pretty blonde, right? And she's going, every once in a while, you got to beat up the porcelain drone. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then it's some magic spray you're supposed to take, and it's like shit be gone. <laughs> and I blame those fucking red beers. Those fucking red beers in the commercial, they started it with the toilet paper. See, they used to have toilet paper commercials, but they didn't actually talk about you taking a dump. It was just toilet paper, you know, squeezably soft. Yeah. Now it's like, if you don't want your asshole raw, you better use this shaman. I mean, I, don't, I, I just think it's so vile that there's so many commercials about people shitting now. What is going on in our world? Yeah, everything is dumbed down now. You can't do smart commercials. Yeah, I really hate that fucking commercial. I hate that commercial with the past. She looks like some kind of celebrity, and they open the door. And then there's another one where there's, I mean, it's just like four or five of these fucking commercials on TV right now. And I'm like, have we just went that far off the rails as a society that I guess anything goes? Everything is, is really getting dumbed down for people this day and age. You know, one good thing that they did show yesterday, and I was shocked to see this. When you think of Will Smith, what do you, uh, as far as movies-wise, you think everything would be theater. But they showed the preview last night. Will Smith has an original movie coming out on Netflix. It's like Netflix has upped their game and they're investing in these big actors to bring in a crowd. They just gave Chris Tucker, Chris Tucker, they gave Chris Rock $40 million for two comedy specials. They gave Dave Chappelle $60 million for three comedy specials. It's like Netflix is going to be the new, it's like they're around the state. They're, like, they're trying to really get rid of cable. And basically in the movie theater, if they keep have all these original contents coming out. But I think about think about something. Netflix, the last couple of years, already was putting their foot in the door. I mean, if you think about it, Orange is a New Black is, I would call that a phenomenon. People yeah. go crazy. Okay, so the second that shit is released, people were on it, right? Then yep. you got... House of Cards. You got, right, House of Cards. You got now to get down. Yep. Um, I think they just signed Adam Sandler to a big deal. Where he well, hasn't Sandler been making films for Netflix for like the, he doesn't even release shit in the theaters anymore. It's like seemed like his last four movies have been all Netflix. Straight Netflix, yep. So, so he has a new one coming out directly Netflix. Him and Jennifer Hudson. It's good to even hear that name and working because I never understood yeah, yeah. why Jennifer doesn't work more than she works. Does she even yeah, release it, albums, like, man? 
she released that one maybe sometime last year or the year before. But I think what happens is when you are pure, pure talent, when you have the talent, it's like people would rather support people that have some talent, but they also have a, a gimmick behind it. Nicki Minaj. Yeah. And this girl could really sing. But sometimes it doesn't translate over to creating a song. Yeah, that's true. You know, uh, Adele is one of the rare ones that's actually like a pure singer who has a really highly successful career going. Yeah, it's kind of, I'm not, it's, it's, it sucks to say, but I think it's kind of hard for black female singers. Actually, let's say soul singers, period. Because somebody like me, I think Fantasia could sing her ass off. She won American Idol. And she was like an af- afterthought when she released albums and stuff. And she I has think R and B, the soul field is it's a problem with the soul field. You know what? It it kind of when I think about it, I guess it had a it had a life still to some degree in the nineties, but it it started getting so blended into hip hop that the yeah. soul singer started. That was the thing about it. He was always a sophisticated, better dressing dude. Now all of a sudden, he looked just like the hardest rapper out there. So people, they were like, you know what? It's the same shit. Yeah, I think blame, we have to blame R. Kelly for that. Yeah, R. Kelly, you know, and by the time BBD came around, they wasn't looking like um, New Edition anymore. They were looking like gangster rappers. Yeah, because it was like Jodeci at that point. Yeah, yeah, Jodeci. So I, I think what it happens is that they have, I think Tyree said it best. He said that he could put out a song and then you could have a Justin Timberlake or Ed Sheeran sing the exact same song, and they're going to get national airplay. He said, meanwhile, he's only going to get played on WBLS or maybe every now and then on like a hip-hop station, like a Hot 97 or Kiss FM. He said uh, Ed Sheeran or Justin Timberlake will make the song, and they're going to get played on Z100, Power 105, they're going to get played on all the major stations. So it's, it's kind of hard for an R&B artist when you have other acts that's going to go national with basically the same song that I done made already. Yeah, well, I, 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 could, I could dig that and agree with it. But also, it does not help that in our culture, the culture, the younger culture, black people, everything, if it ain't hard, it's too soft. You get it? Yeah. So... What's this sissy shit he's talking about? I love you. I want to love you down. See, you, you could lick you up and down could get away with it in the 90s. People still were listening to that. Now, this is how oh, this guy sob. He's a susker. He's a sissy. Get the hell out of here with that crap. So you can't, uh, how much R&B is actually even played on the black urban stations? It has to start there first. Not a lot, especially like if you sit down right now and say who's the top R&B artist, a person would probably say Chris Brown, who's had switched over to hip hop. So it's it's, it's kind of it's, it's it's blended now. Yeah, they have. You know what? To survive, they basically have to. I mean, I mean, that, I'm, I'm talking men. I'm not talking women, because then you also have like a Beyonce or under Beyonce, like who's under her singing wise. So well, you got Riri. Oh yeah, I forgot about Rihanna. Don't forget about Rihanna. To me, I think it's a tough market. You, I take, I take Rihanna 
seven days a week and twice on Sunday over Beyonce. I have enjoyed a lot of Rihanna's music, especially since it's dance. A lot of yeah, it like makes you that, move. Had a lot of people that went to go see Rihanna in concert. And they was like, I didn't even realize Rihanna had this many hits. Rihanna's a she's a beast. And then on top of it, she has that electric shit. She does a lot of that stuff with Calvin Harris. See, yeah. now that's how you that's how you diversify. Calvin yeah. Harris is huge in the uh, electric, you know, house, jungle yeah, house, or whatever the fuck you call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's EDM. Yeah. And so she's she's in that world. She has at least four hits with him. So you talking about crossing over? That's another world to cross over into. Yeah, I think some artists know they know it. They just can't break it. I think Kelly Rowland had a big hit in the UK. When and then she had a few over. Songs, yeah, and then she had another hit with um, Calvin Harris as well. It just it's hard to break out in the R&B field in here. You know, you got to treat music like you would. Uh, okay, you got all these actors out there. They got these banging roles. They got good TV shows. But you know what they all want? They all want a Comic Con. So they all they sit back and say, you know what? I got to get one role that's gonna put my ass on Comic Con. Because when you don't even work for 20 years, you could go in that geek world, man, with Comic-Con and sell your autograph for 100, you know, forever. Samuel Jackson did the best crossover. How many fucking movies has he crossed over into, like, the comic book world, Star Wars? So now he's a part of that genre. Those people that might not have seen shit like, uh, you know, Snakes on the Plane. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they damn sure didn't see him in... um in Jungle Fever, but yeah, they yeah. love him on Star, you know, like, he's one of the captains or lieutenants in, in uh, what the hell is one of those Marvel movies? Isn't he the like Jeff- in, uh... Oh, 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 like Avengers. Okay, the Avengers. Was he in, uh, didn't he take over? No, 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 that's, uh, that's the other brother who took over for, uh, Empire on, uh, Iron Man. Oh, yeah, Don Cheeto. Yeah, what you call him got robbed on that. Uh, uh, Terrence Howard? Yeah, he's like, oh, man, this is fucking role of a lifetime. You can't go in, oh, I think some people's pride is messed up. You can't say, god damn it, what's the actor name of that plays Iron Man? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. You can't go in and say, I want to make Robert Downey Jr. money. Did that, Terrence Howard said that? You're the sidekick. He wanted more money. I don't know if he won exactly what, uh, uh, Robert Downey was getting, but he wanted more money. The, your role was small. So they was like, all right, kick you to the curb. Let's call up Don Cheeto. Yeah, Don Cheeto was like, I'll do 5,000 of them. <laughs> what yeah, you got? You t- this, this is how it works. You take the small role. Like uh, the guy that played James Brown, I can't fucking remember his name. The guy that played James Brown and the guy he played, he played James Brown, he played Jackie Robinson. He got called to do this a uh, small part in the Avengers playing the Black Panther. Now he has his own movie coming out as, as the Black Panther. I actually feel bad for the kid that's on um, Training Day. You finally get a break to get like a role like Training Day, and Bill Paxton dies. It's oh, like, yeah. oh, what the fuck do we do now? I guess they could recast yeah. a, another lead, but I haven't seen yeah, Training Day, the TV show. Yeah, I haven't watched anything, any show. Other than, I'm not going to say any show, because I actually enjoyed a remake of Lethal Weapon. But any show 
that's been based on a TV show. I mean, on a movie hasn't did hasn't um, been really done well in in the TV world. So I don't even invest my time. I like Lethal Weapon. I'm gonna say that, but I think Lethal Weapon seems like it costs so fucking much to make that at any time I could see Fox saying, you know what? We, we're not doing another season of this shit. Because it's like <laughs> movies. They're always blowing up something. It just seems expensive. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're always blowing up something. But I'm, I'm glad to see Damon Wayne's, Damon Wayne's back on television. So. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I like this. I might be one of the few people that actually like my wife and kids. Yeah, I enjoyed that. It lasted a few seasons. And if you, if, you're a, if you have a black show and it's on, like, broadcast TV, and I'm just talking about broadcast as in ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox. On those four networks, and you have more than five seasons, that's a successful show. Yeah. I mean, even, if you're on, like, the old WB network and have ten seasons, <laughs> you might only have one million audience. Yeah. But you want to know something? The next time you ever watch that show, you got to see how filthy he is. I love Damon. It's, it's nice to actually see him on Lead the Weapon being a nice guy. Because he was... He's always dirty, nasty talking on. Uh, I was like, damn, he's got. They probably had to sit down with that little girl a hundred times and be like, no, no, that's not him. That's you know, he's just being, being a character, because he was always I mean, talking about something sexual. I think my wife and kids was the first time I saw Terry Crews, whose careers seem to have been blossoming lately. If you ever, if you ever didn't see the episode, go on YouTube and type in Terry Crews, my wife and kids. It's a hilarious Euro. scene of them in the gym. Euro Fitness. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> see, now you're going to make me watch that shit this afternoon when I'm eating dinner. Yeah, he saw working out softly. And all of a sudden, Euro time. Oh, he was insane. Well, hey, Ned, you got anything to wrap up with this? As always, folks, you can follow Netboy and Doc um, on all forms of social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all at Netboy Doc. That's how you find us. The YouTube page is the most important. Please subscribe to the YouTube page, share the videos, comment. It can be positive or negative. We will always respond. It doesn't matter. Um, if you have any ideas about the show, you can hit us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Let us know your ideas. You can, we also post. Um, sometimes we'll post on what we're going to talk about on the upcoming show. You could let us know your thoughts on it. We may talk about it on the air. As always, you can find us on those channels, especially YouTube, at Netboy Doc. Yeah, there's no such thing as a bad thing to say. Anything said is a good thing. Positive or negative is feedback, and feedback is appreciated. Net, it's been beautiful as always, my friend. And uh, this is Doc on behalf of Doc, Netboy, and our world. I'm going to say the same thing. I'm going to always say to you each and every time. I'm just going to add that we appreciate you listening. We really do. And peace. Come on.